0: My name is Gerns. I am joined here by Simran. How are you doing?
1: Uh, everybody, I just locked my laptop as soon as you started talking. My laptop just switched off and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh
0: my god. I didn't realize I was that boring. I apologize. If you saw me looking
1: stressed, as you started talking <laughs> <laughs> because my laptop just went black.
0: Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm
1: right. Middle okay. Right.
0: Okay, that didn't sound too positive. That didn't sound too oh, sure. No.
1: I've got I've got a cold.
0: In like one of the hottest days of the year, you've got a cold. In,
1: in July, I'm actually the weakest link. Like natural selection would have got me <laughs> in like prehistoric times. Oh, I've like got a fatty nose, a cough, sore throat, like.
0: But on the I'm presum at least I'm presuming the weather's nice where you are, right?
1: You know what? For Nottingham, it's all right.
0: Yeah. You know, it's not bad, but I tell you what, the studio gets so hot. Like, Boys, so... <laughs> you
1: know what? When you was like doing that, and I was like, oh, I remember, and I remember yeah. coming to the studio with the.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I need yeah, one of those. Sat
1: there on the other side of the desk, just with that on the whole time.
0: Uh, I don't know what there's. Sometimes there's a fan in here, but it's disappeared now. So I'm just sweating. But
1: also, when you answered the call, I literally was like, has he got a mullet now?
0: <laughs> you know what? It does look a bit like a mullet. Like it's a bit like. It's not, but sometimes I'm looking in the mirror. If I put like the sides back, it does.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why did it bring to you last week? It I looks don't so different.
0: Well, I've seen a lot of kids going around with mullets nowadays. So clearly, it's the hairstyle You're to your adopt. Friend. Yeah. you on
1: trend, Carlos.
0: I am on trend. I set the but trends. It's
1: gone so long, but it's gone so, so long
0: yeah i'm not complaining i'm looking to grow it long for next summer so it's going very well is
1: it going to be a ponytail wedding
0: it's gonna be a long hair wedding not sure how to you know what i mean not sure as to what
1: i've not seen many pictures of you from back in the day with the long hair but there is one where you've got a ponytail and yeah
0: Mm. that's so weird to me though that like since I've known you, I feel like I've known you for such a long time, even though it's only been, like, nearly two years. But it seems so weird that you never knew me when I had long hair because for a long time that was so much, like, my thing sort of thing. That is
1: weird because I, you must have had a buzz cut when I met you, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, like, proper, like, short hair, like, yeah. That
1: is so, yeah, that is weird.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Um, I know. Obviously, we talked today um, on Instagram about how we're going to be talking about the latest going on in Love Island, Casper Moore. A um, lot of drama going on there. Also, um, I can't wait to pull you in on the beef between um, Stranger Things Noah Schnapp and Doja Cat. <laughs> um, was not put yeah. out of my 2022 bingo card, but no, like...
1: if you're new to the show, just know that I live under a rock. As someone with a radio show, I need to do better and be more engaged with current affairs, but I don't know anything that <laughs> happens in anything. So, Carlos, we just do... it was like a game now where you just update me and then you get my reaction.
0: <laughs> but in some ways, it's better because it's nice being able to see your natural reaction to this. It's like
1: off the cuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But just before we are about to go on air, I was like, oh, wow, like... Because I was like, oh, we need to talk about something else. But then I was like, oh, literally, how have I forgotten this? What's been going on in politics? for the past couple of days like absolute madness like i wouldn't have thought it because if, if you don't get what i'm referring to i'm obviously referring to the fact that boris johnson has resigned as a um, leader of the conservative party and therefore um prime minister um i was not expecting this just because i thought you know what he's clung on for so long i just thought yeah like surely it's just not gonna happen but it has and it took me by surprise not gonna lie
1: I feel like I just woke up, and the first thing I saw on, like, not even, this is so bad, like not even BBC News, like, Instagram, is how <laughs> I found out. It was just like, oh, he's resigned. I think, no, no, I woke up, and it was like, oh, he's going he's to go, resign. Yeah, In yeah, yeah. Hours he had resigned, and I was like, oh,
0: why? Right. <laughs> this is the thing, right? Like, I think this is why I forgot it as well, um, because I think it's such, like, a anticlimactic, underwhelming thing, because we know, first of all, Um, regardless of whether you're a fan of Boris or not he is staying as PM um, at least that's the last I've heard he's staying as PM up until around autumn time because obviously the Conservatives need time to decide who they're going to um, vote in they have a whole process there Um, and they could Um, Put a stand-in temporary person in his place, but I know he's very reluctant for that to happen. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I think, yeah, it's just a bit underwhelming just because I just think, yeah, he's gone, but is that much going to change? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Because I know, obviously, we can put, like if you're not happy on how things have gone over the course of him being prime minister you can kind of put a bit of blame on him obviously because he's the leader of our government right like ultimately the book stops with him however all the people like or a lot of the people competing to now bpm are people that have stood through him Stood by him through all of the nonsense that's been going on over the past couple of years so it's a bit like yeah you might be saying now about how you can deliver this you can deliver that whatever but at the same time I'm not so sure I believe fully in your values given that you were you were happy to stand by Boris when he was doing whatever he was doing all this time it's only now when it, it is literally like rant, rats jumping off a, a sinking ship basically it was Rishi and soon, and Rishi and Sajid Javid and decided and they just kicked off a whole load of stuff and yeah. suddenly yeah so it i don't just, know
1: it just feels like yeah Boris got the flack for it because obviously he was the prime minister but no there's no one else in that party that's morally any better or like better suited for the job anyway
0: yeah in our opinion I mean, like, at least
1: yeah. I'm not saying he's like the best suit for the job. I'm just saying in the Conservative Party, there's no, in my opinion, there's no real contender for like anyone that would make a decent prime minister right now.
0: Sure. Because obviously, like I was saying, the thing that kicked all this off was obviously what happened with him, Chris Pincher, who, again, um, not making lies of this job, but it is very ironic the fact that he is called Chris Print. Chris Pincher need to point that out. Um, But he was obviously um, serving under Boris's government and he faced two two accounts of sexual assault, allegations of sexual assault, I believe. Um, That got publicised and he was um, suspended, or I think he resigned, one of the two. Um, But then I think people asked Boris whether he knew about um, prior um complaints that had been made against um pincher um of which there were five i think and boris said no and then it came out that he did have knowledge and i think that was the final straw sort of thing but obviously that is bad in itself and in all cases of sexual assault need to be taken seriously and dealt with appropriately But if we look back over Boris's track record and if you want to look at our Instagram, there's a very nice collage which I had very much fun making on Thursday morning of all the top headlines of Boris's um, career. Um, If you look back at all of that stuff, there's a lot of stuff that Boris has done which has been questionable, in, in my opinion. And the fact that all of these people had stand by him right up until now when it's the very last like you know clutching to straw sort of thing like now they're deciding to do it i'm a bit like well how could i ever trust that you have my values at heart you know what i mean like if you're prepared to stand by someone who you know is doing something wrong and you're not going to actually stand up for yourself or step back until you think it's going to affect your position you know what i mean like with
1: the fact that this is the incident that was kind of like nail in the coffin and you were saying like oh he's standing by someone but so is the rest of the conservative party who stood by him during the whole party gate stuff Do you know what I mean it kind of mm. works both ways in that what I'm saying is with the rest of his party there's no one else that's a good enough contender in my opinion to take his place right now because they're not innocent no one's innocent in the UK is not innocent yeah. like the fact that all this has happened and then this Chris Pincher stuff is kind of, like, like you said, nailed in the coffin. It's just a culmination of so many things that have happened that have just been, like, this whole last two years, this whole government run under the Conservatives has just been a meme. Yeah. <laughs> such a, like, to the point where, like, it, it's the same feeling as when Donald Trump came into power in America, where it was like, surely this is a joke. Like, some of the stuff he was doing, I was like, there's no way this is real. Why aren't people more outraged? The party stuff happened here. And I was like why is it still being obviously it was addressed it was on it was on like national news and stuff but i just feel like not enough
0: yeah and it's also the fact that you had people who um were participating in illegal gatherings during lockdown getting fined like 10k and then the members of government who were fined got fined like 50 pounds and there's a bit like well surely if anything i would argue that if you're in a position of um what's it called public people look up to you, right? If you're a position of public authority, if you're doing that the um sentence should be higher. Like I think that happens a lot with jail sentences, which I've I've struggled to kind of get my head around actually. But I think if you're in the public limelight and people look up to you, I feel like you do get a harsher jail sentence uh, I've seen yeah. in the past sort of thing. So I don't get why that's any different here, but yeah. It's kind of yeah,
1: it's it's shocking. Like I just I just
0: don't know what's going to happen now. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some um, Asian representation came in, and what a milestone that would be. I mean,
1: still not a good thing. Yeah,
0: I know. I mean, I don't know. If we are going to look for some kind of positive, I mean, I suppose there's a. It would be interesting. That that let's let's use that word.
1: It just gives more power behind some of the policies that I've already gone through and they've attempted to get through that are basically at the root of it, racist and mm. like classist and stuff like that. So when you're looking at like deportation policies, it's just going to be easier for these kind of stuff to go through and then the more that people protest, the less it's going to mean.
0: Yeah, because they just be like, well, we've got a person of colour leading the country, so we can't be racist, which obviously it's- is a moot point
1: the level of tokenism is just insane with like those three yeah (laughs) just feel like oh it it doesn't mean anything the the representation means nothing if
0: it's not good i have a question which i've seen circling around especially in light of obviously rishi sunak has come forward um, with his Mm -hmm. slogan ready for rishi um saying that he wants to go for a p.m He, in his first video, which I saw, he is very much, like, talking about how his grandma came to um, Britain and was, like, she worked till she had enough money and then brought her family over. And there's very much this story of immigration, which I know is um, very familiar to a lot of people of colour living in Britain um, with regards to their um, ancestry. Um, Do we think that... um, Politicians and people in these positions of power should be able to use the emigration stories of their ancestors or relatives to sell themselves as being a, you know, I mean, more relatable, that sort of thing.
1: Only if your policies reflect the humility of that story that Mm. you're using to promote yourself. If your policy reflects like the humbleness and the struggle and you know recognizing people that are in that position not 40 50 60 years ago but now and acknowledging that it's ongoing and doing things to help them the people that are doing going through that now and the people that are a product of that then yeah use it because then obviously that's um relevant but obviously if you're putting forward things that are literally the complete opposite of that
0: yeah it's not
1: (laughs) then it's just it's just like Baiting the public into kind of using this kind of like person of color card to get into a position of power when you're not going to do anything to help the people that come from the same backgrounds that you that you speak of or the same the people that have the exact same life experience of the stories that you're using to put you in the position of power in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is I was watching Rishi's video, and. It was obviously talking about how his um grandma came over here and um they had like visuals like black and white visuals of a plane and stuff like that and i was literally like but you're part or, or you were part of the same like cabinet the same government that are actively trying to obviously deport people to rwanda whilst not providing any safe legal routes to the uk to claim asylum so i'm like they're like well how can you be using your ancestors emigration story yeah. as a sort of n- not nostalgia but like sort of like it's, tugging it's on people's like, emotions like
1: I'm saying it's like it's I suppose from a marketing point of view, it's a great tactic because you're marketing yourself as a politician and you're trying to put yourself forward. And I'm supposing it probably gets, it probably did gain quite a lot of votes or like a lot of like people's opinions changing on him. And that it's like, oh, I can relate to that. It's very easy to see something like that and be like, my grandparents went through the exact same thing. We come from the same struggle. Maybe one day I could be like him or like maybe one day a policy in the government will reflect something that benefits me. Mm. But that's not what the case is.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I was surprised by it. Um So, me and Halima went to the Corimar last night because um, obviously it's Eid over this weekend, Eid Mubarak to everyone's celebrating if anyone's listening. Um, and yeah, we went to go chat to some people. And I was surprised we found one or two people that actually were a bit like, you know what? Boris has had a um, hard time, like, give him credit where it's due. Like, I don't, I don't think we were expecting that. But. I yeah.
1: think for like the proportion of people that are leaning more right i do think is getting like uh is increasing since like jeremy corbyn stepped down and stuff like that i think people are losing faith in the labor party which is why you might hear more people not necessarily there are more people with those opinions but more people that are more confident to speak up about those opinions now
0: mm.
1: however he has not done a good job in my opinion
0: yeah i mean just because like obviously you can you i i would agree that obviously the pandemic and everything that's gone on like it would be hard for anyone to oh, like yeah. like deal with that but then if you look at like everything that went on with like and obviously he's not directly responsible for this but everything with like Matt Hancock for example he was working directly under Boris yes a lot of the majority of the blame needs to be placed on matt hancock for like all the um what's it called all the um old people home deaths that literally happened at the beginning of lockdown because they were actively sending old people with covid back into care homes and all this like spending billions on track and trace systems that just didn't work but Who's but like who's Matt Hancock's boss is Boris, right? So like you can't uh, you can't argue that that was dealt with well, and that's just one of many examples.
1: I guess one one thing I feel like I will never forget is the party stuff. It's just, I don't feel like anyone got punished enough for it. Like, and it wasn't such a big deal. Like, no one pressed him that much on it. No one pressed his cabinet that much on it. It just came out that it happened. He got righted on, basically, Tried to deny it. In fact, we found out that he was lying about stuff. And there was literally pictures of him with, like, drinks in his hand. And, you know, what was the one where it was, like, he, he went he went into a party to try and break it up. But then later on, like, there was a picture of him with a drink in his hand.
0: yeah. And it's the fact that obviously, it was both him and Rishi that got fined for that, and now obviously Rishi is trying to go for PM, and I'm sure that'll probably be conveniently thrown under the carpet, like. I feel like
1: there was no outrage for that. Like, I feel, obviously there was, but not enough.
0: I think it's similar to what I was saying before about how obviously Boris has resigned and it feels a bit anticlimactic. I think people are just, oh I know I am for certain, they're so just a bit done. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. I they using like
1: that to their advantage at this point. They know.
0: Yeah uh i mean we'll see what happens at least we know it's not actually that far away from a general election 2024 and um, it really isn't that far away it's it's not that far away like two years i don't know but yeah we're gonna play a bit of music now this is the politics conversation over and you know what this has actually been all right i feel like this has been a sort of Like, not too negative, just reflecting on stuff rather than... I think because no one's actually died directly, touch wood.
1: (laughs) I think the situation itself was really underwhelming anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, it's happened.
0: Tell you what's mad, though. I mean, I'm not going to delve into it, but what was going on in Japan? Do you see about that? Yeah. Yeah. um, Japan's ex-prime minister getting assassinated. Like, the parent... Sorry, go on. I
1: have... I don't know if it's just me and this is really irrational, but whenever there's like a big speech and it's being broadcasted live, I always get really nervous that something like that's gonna happen. So the fact that it's actually happened is not nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, obviously I, I don't wish this to I don't wish anyone to die. I don't wish any harm on anyone. However, I I am surprised that this sort of thing doesn't happen more often, especially somewhere like America as well, where it's so easy to get guns. And when you had someone so, contr- so, so controversial as Donald Trump, I don't understand how he managed to make it through four years completely unscathed. And that's not me saying I'm advocating for him to have that um, uh, yeah. happen to him, but at the same time, like, I don't understand how, like, especially like these, like, I don't know it's just the amount of movies that you watch where it just seems so easy for people to carry out these those kind yeah. of attacks like yeah. maybe
1: it's just the movies but yeah I, I i do get what you're saying like i do get like i don't get nervous but it, the thought goes through your head like when you're watching a live like thing of apology you just say like oh my god like some crazy person could come and like yeah you know but yeah that was really sad yeah. it, was, it was crazy
0: yeah really sad. I, I I don't know, obviously, don't really know anything about Japanese politics, but from the stuff that I saw, I know he was a quite respected figure, so obviously, RIP yeah. in that. Yeah, I'm gonna play a bit of music now. When we come back, gonna get into Love Island and yeah, Casa Amor, drama, lots to discuss, and yeah, I'm feeling very excited about that. There is a lot going on. I want to say something uh, quickly on. before we
1: get into it, guys my study for my master's please
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. no so how, how do we direct people towards it because like the instagram name is a bit like
1: so i it's different from my undergrad my undergrad they would literally like plaster it all over your social media for this one i don't know what the difference is but you have to make an account dedicated to it so i had to make an account and then that the post of that could then be shared to my socials if that makes sense
0: interesting i don't know why but hmm
1: whatever um so there's an instagram account it goes by the name of u-o-n-a-r-p 2022 and um it if you have a look at my instagram which is underscore underscore buzzer it will be on there it's on my highlights it's actually not on my highlights right now but i'll make a highlight um <laughs> and yeah so it's a study about clinical burnout and work-life balance comparing um mental health experiences from during the COVID-19 pandemic um compared with now that the restrictions have been list- lifted in this country so if you are above 18 years of age and you have been working in full-time employment um in the same job that you were working during the coronavirus pandemic that you are now please get in touch
0: yeah it's a shame I don't think neither me or Halima can do that <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it's, um, it, that's what a lot of people have said. like, a lot of people are like, oh, I started my job last year. Can I still participate? I'm like, I can't. Yeah. And it's like, I would love to do that. But the thing is, if one person has that circumstance, I then have to change the whole write up and then like the comparisons then become different. So then when I'm writing that person's data up, it, I'll have to make a whole thing about like, oh, this one person had, they started their job last year instead of two years ago, then it has to, then you have to do it, you have to compare it differently. So it's just a bit like
0: long. Yeah, no, definitely. But I hope you found people. I'll try and direct people towards yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's going well so far. I mean, I only need I need like minimum like fifteen people, and I think I just got my fifteenth today. That's good. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get another like five or ten more. Ten would be like I think ten might be a bit much, so maybe five. Um, but yeah, but my main point, my my main point actually wasn't to um plug my studies, but get in touch, please, if you're eligible. Um, <laughs> um it was just like. I'm overwhelmed
0: <laughs> by
1: it's just scary. And my point is I'm not here to complain about it being scary. I'm here to tell people that being scared is a good thing.
0: Well, well and, but I understand. Is it your academic work that you're overwhelmed by?
1: Yeah. And okay. I'm just thinking like in, in my instance, like specifically, this is, this dissertation is like the culmination of this master's, this master's that has already like kicked my butt for the last year, you know? So I just feel like, it's kind of come down to this now and I'm in the last month and I can't get my head around the fact that like, this is it.
0: Yeah. After this is adulting.
1: Yeah. First of all that, um, but like sending out the invitation and putting it on the socials and stuff, I was a bit like freaking out a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like this is it. Like this is, this is real. Now the study's about to happen. Like people are signing up for these interviews and they start on Tuesday. So I'm like, this is, this is it. This is time. And I was like, it's crazy and I just think I had a bit of a moment a couple days ago and I was just like it's fine because you just have to have faith in yourself you have to believe in yourself and that's all that matters you know as long as you believe in yourself yeah so I just thought I went through a bit of a rough patch a couple days ago so I thought I can help anyone I'll try and help
0: (laughs) yeah take your own advice you're always coming on here talking about like positive mental health messages all that sort of thing and then the next week you're back like I'm so burnt out I'm doing this I'm doing that
1: and the studies about burnout, which is the worst part. Um, like, everyone says, I swear to God, everyone says this to me. like, take your own advice. And it's true.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you, it goes well. And I hope that you don't burn out whilst doing a project on burnout. That
1: would be so ironic.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, it already is ironic because I am burnout. <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> oh, but anyway, like you said, what what's the Instagram again? Plug it. U
1: O N. I was gonna I was gonna you know I was gonna try and say it in the military alphabet but I can't think that fast. Umbrella
0: I just made them up.
1: Umbrella no, I know it. Umbrella Oscar November Alpha Romeo Papa 2022
0: cool U O N A R P 2022. Cool onto non onto non-academic stuff, also yeah, I'm impressed by that. (laughs) Non-academic stuff. Love Island. So, so um, where whereabouts are you up to? Because I know okay. you said, like...
1: I watched quite a bit of it. No, actually, no, I'm saying quite a bit. I probably watched, like, two, three episodes a week. Because I feel like with Love Island, yeah, you don't need to watch every day. It gets really monotonous if you watch every day. And I feel like it's one of those shows where, like, if you miss two episodes, you really don't need to catch up. Mm-hmm. You either get someone to tell you, or even if you just watch the most recent one, you kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um. So I watched episodes here and there and then and More. I watched probably the first half the first like two three days of and More, and then I watched literally just the recoupling yeah like that 10-15 that, that minutes of that one episode
0: I mean you've probably watched all of it then because I think there's only like three days of Castle More.
1: oh no then I'm definitely missing more though I haven't seen all of Castle More.
0: okay well More was a week though everyone's saying this but I think they might have I, I don't know how long it is normally, but like I feel like there was so much going on. Maybe they needed to bring everyone back together. But yeah, so this go is on. a
1: very good season.
0: Season of Love Island. Yeah, no, I think they've pulled it out of the bag. I think so.
1: It's, it's gone. It's gone. We've we've left the influencer side of it now. We're actually getting real people back.
0: Mm, definitely. Uh, no, yeah. they've they've saved it. Even though. Obviously, what we're about to discuss as well. Even if this is literally the people, in my opinion, are not very good people, like morals wise, it's I'm good TV. What you're about to say. Right, so I'm just like, right, so you've seen the recoupling, right? You've seen like what's ended up like, happening, and I'm just, there is not one man in that um, villa who in my opinion is a overly good person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I could I could go you could run me through all of them and I would give you a rant on all of them.
0: Exactly. Like I think the person who I would probably like who I'd probably give the least like flat would be Davide, but even then I'm just like there's just so much stuff that is just screaming misogyny (laughs) right now like literally we can go through all of them like david david for example yes he um might not have really done anything that bad in terms of like he kissed people in castra more and that sort of thing but obviously he'd only just got back with eck and sue so it's a bit like yeah there wasn't that much there however the fact that he still goes on and on about what Sue did, which at the time, don't get me wrong, I was annoyed at Egan when she did the whole crawling on the balcony thing with Jay. Like I didn't, I didn't think that was great. However, he's still going on about it. What, like three weeks later? Like about, oh, you did this, you did. I'm just like, let it go.
1: It's like if you're gonna be all lovey-dovey with her, there's no point to keep bringing it back up. Whereas if you if you're still if you've still got a stick up about it, then don't be with her. Exactly. And then don't be lovey dovey with her, and don't be like all couple-y and stuff. Because not to defend her or like to be on her side, even though like she, you know, it, it was done is done. And I'm not I'm not her because he's number one fan, but I'm also not her biggest hater. Um, but like not to defend her, but like she doesn't deserve to be like given those mixed messages. If, if behind her back he's gonna be like rude to, rude about her and still bringing it all up, and then to her face he's gonna be nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's just a bit. I, I, just like when they first got back together i was kind of like okay it's a bit like cheeky chappy sort of thing tongue in cheek yeah. like but it's still going on i'm just a bit like
1: it's c- either they know massively what they're doing and it's like a lovers to enemies back to lovers trope that they're trying to do here because i i'll probably put it in now like i think they're gonna win there's I
0: definite I win. potential definitely yeah
1: i reckon they will win at this point um so they might, to an extent, know what they're doing and know how they look to the public. And by playing up this, like, cutesy thing that they do, and then him, he kind of, I don't know if he knows it or not, but obviously he has this, like, kind of funny side. Everyone thinks he's funny. Maybe it's the accent or just it kind of the, bit, you know, yeah. it's the you are a liar actor. It's like, he's a meme now. Yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff he says, no one takes it that serious as well because it comes out in a funny way.
0: Mm, definitely. But I don't know. Like I say, he's probably like the least on my naughty list. But it's just yeah, like even thing, with him. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, go on.
1: No, 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 go on.
0: No, I just say even with him, like it's just like it's not, it's not great. Like there's Like a lot
1: the Tory government, no one is innocent.
0: In our opinion, well, I mean, yeah. you can probably find the stats to back it up, but yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> one thing I really want to speak about before we get onto the boys that I like. That 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 recoupled. The other is it just is it just Avada and Luca that stuck with their OG partners?
0: Uh, no, what well, Jacks decided to. But obviously, sorry, like,
1: yeah, Jacks as well. Yeah. But Luca, right? We need to talk about every year love island there's always a boy in a secure relationship that goes to Casa more and all they do is egg on the other boys to cheat because yeah. they know what they're doing and it's got nothing to do with their birds sat in the original villa it's about them going back having a really adorable recoupling and then thinking they're going to win exactly but they come across so slimy
0: Hmm. And this is the thing Like obviously I wasn't happy with what Dami got up to in Castromo But when he called out Luca for mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you saw that but he called out Luca For him um, they basically said Like you're being fake he took it back Eventually but I'm still like yeah like He basically said like you're just You're egging all of us on but then you're Like um yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just think
1: Like who did it last it was a Jake Yeah.
0: With Lib- Libby? Libby? L- Liberty yeah
1: Yeah um like, it's, it, it's the most ickyest look on a man. Like, mm. it just looks so horrific. Like, I just think it's just disgusting. I, like, some of the boys even look better, like, coming back. You look better, like, coming back in with a new person and being like, I hold my hands up, I did it. Yeah. Then I, I think I'd rather my fella come back in with a new person and be like, this is just what happened, than knowing that my fella was the one that went out and yeah got all the other boys to cheat.
0: Yeah. No, Cheat. I agree. I
1: say he in the wrong context, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean even after all that as well, I'm sorry, but for me, Lucas is just too much. Like, it's just there's so many red flags in terms of he's just so possessive over Gemma. Like, I don't think you I doubt you you didn't watch yesterday's episode then, right? Well, like there was just a bit where like um you know, the guy that Tasha brought in, Billy Oh yeah. Like he was chatting to Gemma, like just like on the beanbag sort of thing, and Luca just gets all in like a huff about it and goes to the terrace and they're having a chat afterwards, and like it's literally ridiculous. And like the fact that after they recoupled, he was like, "Oh, did you talk in bed with people?" It's like what, like what, what, <laughs> like so what? She was meant to share a bed and just not just like be like silent, just
1: right. Yeah, I think it's a bit like. A, a lot of it's like for show like him going to sleep on the bed outside and in casa more and like you know then coming back and doing all this like i think he's love bombing a bit and i just think it's a bit like grow up yeah. and it's like you know, he he doesn't really give her a lot of freedom to make her own choices
0: yeah it, i think in my opinion it's either that he like you say he's just doing all of it for show because he's like trying to create this narrative or this like epic love story sort of thing. Like he's obsessed with her. Or if he does believe everything that he's saying and everything he's acting, then I'm sorry, but in my opinion, it's just creepy. Like, it's it's too yeah. much.
1: Like, I think it. I think the penny dropped for me when they had that argument. You know, when Ekansu was being a bit of a stirrer and mm. Dammy was doing that reading minds thing and she was like, he was like to Gemma, if someone else came in and was 100% your type, would you not, like, speak to him? And she was like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he wouldn't, like... I, i'm on gemma's side in that like if someone that was perfect came in of course you would then luca found out and kicked but then gemma was like shit gemma like good but fair play to her stood by it and was like yeah i would because if someone came in that was a hundred percent blah blah like, obviously i would we're here for a reason he was like well that's just never going to happen for me because that i would just would never i'm a hundred percent you like chill out
0: yeah and it's just a bit like he's already being so controlling over her when they're literally spending 24 hours together every day for like weeks and end in the real world you can't know where someone is all the time or the thing. So i was just like how is that ever gonna work like yeah yeah i'm not yeah
1: yeah i just think like there's always that one boy every season that tries to play play that like caster and more thing and i think they never realize how bad they look to the outside world they i think they must think they're doing it so subtly but it's
0: not (laughs) no then you've got like jackson dammy who obviously people that were in happy couples and decided this is the thing that i wanted to talk about right they decided to test themselves now this whole narrative of oh, I'm going to test myself. Like, how do I know what I've got is real if I don't try it on with other people? I'm just like, okay, I I get what you're saying in terms of, like, maybe you need to give the other girls, like, the light of day sort of thing. Why is it that your argument is I need to go and snog a load of other girls or, like, like... sleep in the same bed as other girls and like kiss them which they said themselves is intimate why is it that you feel you need to do that to know whether a relationship which you've been in for like a month at this point like well, I know we're not saying related not boyfriend girlfriend but you've literally been together 24 7 for like a month why is it that you need to go, it's like three days, why do you need to go off and snog them and do whatever to see whether it's real? I, I don't get it. Like, do people do that in the real world? <laughs> like, do they, do they get with someone and then be like, okay, I'm going to go out on the pool tonight just to see whether it's genuine or not? Like,
1: I just feel like it just means that you can't, like, think for yourself, really, and you can't, like, make, you can't be firm in your own decision. And it's like, I get the point of Casa Amor is to do that, but i just but the, this is a, i just i just don't believe in framing it as a test like just say you're gonna just snog other people and
0: yeah it's like no, with- there's like oh there's no in between whether to be 100 percent open or 100 percent closed off i'm just like what <laughs> like, like
1: none of them actually have the conversation prior to caster and more about like so what is this what what where are we going with this because like, either none of them want to have it or they just don't think that far
0: the thing is you can do it respectfully just like what india has done india has carried herself she didn't even kiss deji apart from in a challenge um she and she still decided, okay, I'm going to bring him back, like with the idea that she'll do that whilst also getting to know Dami, because then you can explore the connection respectfully. And also, when you're in the same villa as well, it's a lot easier for you to go and say, Oh, I just just let you know, like, I've had a kiss with so and so, and this has happened. Whereas, did you see the, the way that Dummy reacted when India brought Deji no, back? Didn't. You didn't. <sighs> so, first of all, dami obviously when he chose to um, recouple said he he like did some gimmicky line like oh summer's not over <laughs> like he, he yeah so he decided to recouple with some other girl that he began to know then i think judging from the way that he was he was fully expecting india to come back alone and had then had this idea of like oh two girls want me like i get to choose she comes back with um Deji and immediately, like his tone changes. He's all like, um, "Oh, you seem happy." Like, blah blah blah. Like, um, like basically, like seeing like he's annoyed, and it's just like, "Well, you've."
1: I just like without before we go on to him completely, but Andrew did the same thing. You know, it's the yeah. whole like you're stood there with a new girl, and then when your girl comes in with someone else, it's like, why are you now kicking off the same? Yeah. She did the exact same thing as you
0: yeah in fact like yeah in the same way as dami that you you've done more like you have actually like, like got with them and stuff you know i like proper done I understand. Stuff. like in the
1: moment it looks bad like when you walk in with a person you're stood there with a person you don't know the context of like have they kissed have they done this that and the other have they just flirted and is it like oh they're just bringing them in to like test themselves or see the connection or whatever like i get in the moment it probably looks bad mm. but either way you're in the same boat as each other
0: yeah not the way to react
1: and i just yeah i just india probably did it the most respectful way possible but then if i was in india's position seeing him react like that would kind of just answer all my questions yeah same with summer
0: with who sorry if i was summer yeah exactly this is the thing as well like it's the fact that these, the way that these boys have been acting. It's not just that they've been misogynistic towards the uh, OG girls. They've been misogynistic towards the castor more ones as well. Because the people that have decided to bring girls in are now like, like kind of acting like off towards them. Like we'll get, like I so said, we'll get onto Andrew, but he's basically friend zoned Coco now. Even though I'm not her biggest fan, like he you brought her in for a reason, and now suddenly Tasha's here, and you're discarding her after like literally. Like I don't That's what
1: annoyed me so much when Tasha came in with Billy, the way Andrew reacted was like, Oh my god, it really annoyed me. I could not
0: I mean, I can't even like. I w- I want to talk about Andrew, but obviously there's there's Jax. I can't even be bothered talking about Jax. Jax is just like, it's the same as dummy. It's just it's just silly. Obviously, he chose to stick with Paige, but when he like was getting with Cheyenne and stuff, he was like, "Well, I'm just gonna accept the consequences." Here we are. He's having to accept the consequences, and he's crying about it. I'm just like, Jax is such a walking red flag. Mm. Paige
1: really deserves better.
0: Uh, Yeah, but I have gone off page compared to the beginning, though. I'm kind of just like, because she's like, she was upset about um, obviously what Jax did to her. But then in yesterday's episode, she was kind of on the seats chatting to Dami, like everything's fine. I'm just like, you know that Dami's basically done the exact same thing to India, right? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a sticky one. I just feel like, I think Jax really tried to be Luca and Gemma. Like, he tried to be, like, the, their competition. And then, obviously, Luke and Gemma are a bit weird now because Luke mm. is weird. And, but I think Jax couldn't contain the fact that he's just a bit crazy. Yeah. It's... And then, yeah, the way that... What's her name? Cheyenne? Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. That's, that's, that's the minute I watched it up until. I didn't watch anything after that. When when um the presenter, Laura, when she yeah. said something about, like, oh, so who was the person you had a connection with, Cheyenne? And she was, like, Jax. And then Paige's face just went...
0: Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, how do you... What did you think was going to happen? Like, and is it really worth yeah. it? Like...
1: I don't have to say, like, if you thought he could get on with someone for the whole of Casa and more and then go back to Paige with no consequences.
0: Yeah, and he was... That's thing he said, I'll face the consequences. Here we are in the past two episodes. He has been full-on, like, not dealing with the consequences. <laughs> like...
2: Do the
1: people that didn't get picked from Castle do they come into the villa? No. Oh, so they're out of Love Island now?
0: Yeah, so six of them, three boys, three girls have gone now.
1: Ah, uh, so he must have just thought, like, she's, she's not going to get asked. I can just have my fun. No the, one's going to find out
0: because the boys won't snitch, maybe. Did you not watch last year <laughs> with yeah. Millie and Liam and what's her name, Lily, I think? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Andrew, literal... I've like,
1: not liked Andrew from day one. I
0: want to put that out there. I haven't been. A f- I remember a few days in when he literally lied to Tasha about, like, not her not being in Luca's top three or something like that. Yeah. Like, and I was literally like, why? Like, you're obviously going to get found out. Like, why would you lie? Like, that was the first indication. Then, obviously, him and Tasha have kind of been going, like, strong in a sense that they've been together since the beginning. And he, like, I think the public and the boys as well have kind of created this narrative that Tasha is the one that's kind of being fake and is doing this, doing that, Um, which I don't know as to how much truth there is in that, but certainly, like, she now, at the stage of she now, for definite, she has been got a lot more stick for stuff that is not, like major at all compared to the boys and now Andrew as well like I, I would encourage you to watch last night's episodes because it was great TV but um, to summarise it for you if, if you don't mind me summarising it um, basically um, Coco revealed the naughty stuff that her and Andrew got up to in um, Castro Moore to like her friends so then she went up to Andrew and was like well I've told them now they might like tell Tasha so I feel like you should tell yourself so then Andrew had to go up to Tasha literally like like shortly after Tasha had had a conversation with him saying okay I need you to be completely honest with me like apart from kissing in the pool whatever did anything happen he was like no and then kind of like they ended up in an argument he had to go to Tasha and I'm not gonna say it on radio because it involves explicit language but he basically said that he had to that he basically said like yeah right blah 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 um and, yeah, it, it, just, it was it was hilarious in the sense of, like, I can't believe that, that this is actually what is going on right now. But obviously, Tasha's fuming about that, like, because it's just... And the thing is, it was on day one, and it's just a bit like, if you claim that he was he's claiming now that he's, like, so hung up on Tasha and he has all these feelings and he only did it because he's angry, and it's just like if you really feel that way, I feel like you, and also I really don't get this whole narrative that Andrew has constructed from day one where he, um, like he said, the girls came in and the, the girls came in and said to him, like, I think you're being mugged off a bit. Mm-hmm. He then said, like when we were in the recoupling, he was like, um, Oh, the girls have told me what Tasha said. Like, what has what she said? Like, they haven't said anything.
1: I, I said this. No one told him anything explicit. No one went into detail more than they did on that first conversation on the first yeah. day of Catherine Mourn. They were like, oh, she's throwing you under the bus a little bit.
0: Yeah, and from that, he then decided in one day, yep, yeah, I'm going to go crack on with Coco and do what he was doing under the covers sort of thing. Like, I'm sorry. That's but... meant for you. Is this is the thing? I'm just I know we've we've run over on this segment. I don't care. This is like literally. I'm just. This is such good TV, like for what it is. But yeah. it's mainly because like I have seen. Um, I don't know if you know on Twitter. Um, Bolu Babs, Like I follow her. She does loads of great tweets. She was like, "Is this the worst group of Love Island men that we've had?" And I would probably argue. Yeah, because like we said at the beginning of this conversation, I can't think of one of them that is, like, actually, like, morally good in this circumstance. Like, they're all just... And the fact that um, yesterday, like I said, like, the... The if you see the clips online, you'll understand what I'm talking about. The fact that this is all kicking off over what Andrew did with Coco, it's it's quite funny from our perspective. Obviously, it's meant to be entertaining for us because we're watching it. But then in the actual villa, Tasha's Tasha obviously got upset, and all the boys were kind of still joking around about it. And it was just a bit like she's like kind of re- she's really upset about it, and you're over there kind of making jokes about what happened. It's just a bit like, yeah. This is—it's not nice.
1: Yeah, it might—it might be the worst group. I, I get how it like makes good TV, and we all sit there and we're like, "This is entertaining." But like, you know, they're real people. And it just—I think it's a really accurate reflection of modern day, like the average
0: man. This is the thing. I was thinking about this when I was driving here, and I was like, I actually can't comment because I've just don't really know like i've never been on a like lads holiday i've never been in like a group of male i've been in like a group of male friends for like what 10 years now like and i I don't know like whether this is commonplace or not but i'm just i'm just confused (laughs) so much about
1: like the cheating or like the like kind of unfaithfulness i think everyone knows that's always been a thing and probably always will be a thing in society it's the like the excuses that people use to justify their actions, like Andrew, for example, Mm. and then the double standards, like um, Andrew, for example, Dami, for example. Yeah. And just kind of like the manipulation tactics, like Luca. it's just a bit...
0: Yeah.
1: And just like the lying, uh, Jax.
0: Yeah, not here for it, but I am here for it. (laughs) Like, at the same time. Like, I'm not here for it, but I am here for it for the next couple of weeks just to yeah. kind of watch what unfolds like it, it saved love island at least like, i think so yeah they've they've done it well done all the producers you've, you've done well right so <laughs> um do you first you you, yeah you don't watch you don't watch stranger things do you no um but basically the guy who plays Will in it is called Noah Schnapp and Will is the one that went missing like in the first series he's like the baby of the group essentially in real
1: life he went missing
0: no 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 in, in the in oh, the first oh, series oh, oh. like he's like who the story kind of revolved around in the first series and he's like the baby of the group like essentially like quite small like like kind of like baby face that sort of thing and um, even now, even though in this fourth season, like his voice has dropped dramatically and it's really weird to watch. um he's still like probably the young one of the youngest on set sort of thing. um Dojika obviously we know who Dojika is um so you know how season four dropped in two segments, so you had the first segment the first like what's it called collection I don't know volume the first volume dropped at the end of May, and the most recent one dropped last week. Um, when the first one dropped there's a new character in season 4 he's called Eddie um, and Doja Cat was tweeting about like how much she found him attractive like basically you, you, you get the kind of thing like, like kind of like thirsting over him semi in a jokey way from what I got um, and he, yeah he this character has attracted a lot of attention to be fair but yeah Doja Cat in particular seemed very um, interested in him then volume 2 dropped and obviously, again, everyone's obsessed with this character, um, and this actor who plays him. And I think someone did like a TikTok, like referencing what Do- every everything that Doja Cat said about this in um, person. Um, and then Noah Schnapp responded to that TikTok, I believe. Like you know, you can like duet them, and he responded to it. Um with a screenshot of dms that he'd had with doja cat and um, where doja cat basically dm'd noah snap basically saying like oh like do you have his like number or um, do you have his number or do he have a girlfriend i can't find him on social media and then noah basically sent her um the person's instagram profile like here you go like sort of thing that was the that was the extent of the exchange which obviously in itself isn't really that major. It's kind of just like what you would expect sort of thing. Then Doja Cat, she was on a live and someone asked her about it and she was basically like, yeah, obviously he's like a kid and stuff, but that was some weasel-ish, like basically saying, like calling calling Noah Schnappau for posting this TikTok. And me personally, I'm kind of like... I get why she's upset and obviously should like I feel like if you were going to post that maybe you should have asked like permission saying that oh I, I want to post this like is it okay however bear in mind like he's 17 like do you know what I mean like, I'm just a bit, like, at the end of the day, he's technically still a minor, and you're here beefing with him. <laughs> over oh, fun- And especially when the message, like, you've literally been tweeted about how much you fancy this character anyway. Yeah, so I Like, it's...
1: I feel like it's not the wor- as a 17-year-old, especially 17-year-old growing up in the limelight like that, so not yeah. the worst thing a 17-year-old could do.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: <laughs> it's a bit like, to call- to be a grown woman and then call out a child over something yeah. like this is a bit... Especially given the background of the tweets and stuff is a bit... It's yeah. a bit immature. It's a bit wild. Like this guy that she wants to, she wants his Instagram and stuff. How old is he?
0: Oh, he is like, he'll be like twenties or late twenties. Like, so, oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I don't know why happened. It's, I had it's, not, it's not one of the kids. Like, he's like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, yeah. Give your take, and I'm gonna look up how old each of them. <laughs> when I look at how do- old Doja Cat is and how old the actor is as well
1: I think, I just, I don't know, I just thought for a sec I thought I thought the whole cast Stranger was really young so I just thought, oh my god, how old is this kid um, I just think given the background of the tweet, she hasn't got a lot to be angry about because like, if you're gonna tweet, like, kind of suggestive things and you doing it in private and trying to just genuinely go after like his socials and stuff, I suppose, maybe not. If it was done respectfully as well, then she's got nothing really to worry about. And the way she kind of crafts her personality as a celebrity anyway, is kind of in line with that. So I'm not that surprised that she comes out. And, yeah, going after a kid for doing something that any kid would, like, probably not think twice about.
0: Yeah, I think as well, like, obviously, if you're going to have a go at him about, like, oh, like, you shouldn't have shared this without my permission, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Like, are you not kind of doing the same thing by, um, like, publicly... Um, what's it called airing your laundry do you know what I mean going on a live and basically calling me weasel sort of thing like
1: yeah I think it's a bit childish I think she could have handled it better and if she was that annoyed about it then instead of trying to beef a kid over Instagram live just send him a polite message yeah. to say like I didn't really rate that
0: yeah uh, I don't know by the way Doja Cat's 26 and the actor who she's trying to graft is 29 so it's all P- is 29 so it's all ah. good there Okay. meanwhile meanwhile, Noah is 17 like I was shocked I thought that all the kids were like 20 21 and then I went as a Wikipedia and was like born in like October 2004 I was like oh my gosh like he is so young still That's like crazy. yeah but yeah it's, yeah it's a shame because obviously we had DJ Joy to the world on a few weeks ago and we we're talking about how much you love Doja Camp and that like yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it's, this is the thing as well. No one needs to get cancelled or anything like that. It's just a bit like, come on, Doja Cat. Like, you can't, yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like as well when you're a celebrity, like, you kind of know, like, also, again, like, this is the point I wanted to make. If she was trying to graft um, the actor who plays Eddie, who's Joseph Quinn, I think his name is, first of all, like, how like how are you not able to find his socials anyway because like clearly they are there and secondly if you're trying to get into his dms through one of the cast members surely you would like reach out to one of your age mates sort of thing like someone in the 20s maybe one of like the older kids that sort of thing not literally one of the youngest members of the show like i don't understand why she went to him about it
1: just she just obviously didn't think i don't i just i don't know i can't i, I can't know. sit here and try and justify what she do. i think it's weird like even going as far as DM anyone someone else's thing when you are like Doja cat all she needed to do was tweet and then he could find it her i'm sure someone would tell him oh Doja cat's thirsting over you on twitter go and dm her yeah. and she'll reply like
0: well you know, surely when you're famous you can you can even tell like your um, your personnel famous, or your yeah. rep and then they contact yeah. your person's rep and they're just like you know what i I don't know yeah but yeah it It, was just funny it like it's just like i literally saw like like trending on twitter like noah schnapp and doja got a beef and i was like what what is going on
1: not on the bingo card like you said
0: no boris johnson resigning was probably a maybe but like yeah doja cat and noah schnapp not expecting that well, yeah, I will say again, Simran, I think you should watch Stranger Things. It's all good. And especially watch it now in the summer as well. It won't be as scary. Ah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> in Whilst daylight hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I'll think.
0: But yeah, thanks for joining me today. I hope everything goes well with your study. Thanks you very much. Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio's South Asian mm-hmm. show. My name's Gerns, and I'm joined here by Glorious. How are you doing?
2: I'm all good, man. Yourself,
0: good, yeah. Before we get into um, the main topic of today, which will obviously be your latest album, um, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself as an artist?
2: So, of course, I got a by the name of Glorious, um, recording artist, songwriter. Been doing music for a few years now. Um, I play with a a different range of sounds, to be fair, Um, but predominantly I do like to dip more so in the in the garage slash kind of dance world more so recently. Um so that's really like kind of the lane that I'm trying to trying to occupy and trying to own um in our in our scene at the moment. Um but yeah, fresh off the album last week and just raring to go now man gonna you know, push this all the way.
0: So let's just get straight into the album then. So nava is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah. Yeah you don't yeah. know that. yeah Natanava, yeah. <laughs> Um, which, thanks to the little um, interlude from Jeevan on the album, I know means dance. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, So yeah. thank you
0: for that. Yeah. I think throughout the whole album, I think it's, it's six tracks, right? I think throughout each one, it is six, isn't it? Is it, uh, it is
2: seven tracks. I put seven. out uh, two singles, and then, yeah, so seven altogether, yeah. But
0: all of them are sort of like different dance vibe but then you also go into different genres, so you've got um bit of garage obviously like you said you've got like a bit of like afro beats a bit of more like veering towards house sort of thing i would say as well um so why was it that you were like i want to power an album that has dance as the main focus of it
2: i mean i had i've always had like a idea that i've been playing about with to do just like maybe like a full-on kind of dance album where maybe i'm not like kind of rapping as much as like deeper content and just kind of making stuff where like I can evoke a certain emotion and, and feeling um, from listeners um, at the end of the day I, especially these days move, moving forward like what inspires me with music is kind of making stuff that I would want to listen to um, and kind of like uh, getting the mindset of I want to make people feel a certain type of way um, I want people to like live with certain sounds I want people to enjoy it I want people to I wanted people to listen to it and make them want to like feel happy emotions, wanna dance, wanna get up and just bring that bit of light into, into people's lives and um and everyday everyday routines really. Um in regards to the the genres, I played about with most of them, um Afrobeats, of course, Garage for sure, um and house. However, this time round, drum and bass was actually a new um genre that I've kind of tapped into. I feel like it's important with with every project and, and as the years go on just to like tap into like different um different elements of different genres to try like just elevate and, and increase like kind of the range and, and the palette. Um I don't know if palette's the correct pronunciation but it is now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just to really just keep it elevating and, and growth. It's all about growth, man. But um yeah, that was the inspiration behind it and, and playing about with them different them different sounds and stuff, yeah.
0: For sure, yeah, and I think definitely it's interesting because obviously each one of those tracks like you say makes you want to get up and dance but then i was thinking as well about how if you actually look at the lyrics of the songs so i mean some of them i mean you've literally got a track called broken heart emoji like not (laughs) not all of it is necessarily positive but at the same time it's like a bit of a like groove a bit of a vibe as well so what was it that made you think okay i'm gonna gonna stick to the dance theme but then also get a bit deep in the lyrics as well like how did you manage to do
2: that first of all i mean like i'm glad you asked that question that's like that's a really good question because it kind of allows me to explain a bit more the album on on the other side of the the forefront not just the the sonic sonically and the music side of it so with my albums and with my music in general i like to kind of give a trying to think of the best word give like a reflection and maybe like paint a picture of where I'm at uh, personally, um, whether it's like in a mental space or where I'm at in general, just giving a bit of an insight into like personal life and personal feelings. Um, so, with with the album, and Other, I kind of um, painted like, uh, I would say, a picture through these sounds, but the main kind of narrative throughout it, taking away like the, the, the sonics, was um, kind of had, at the start of the album. Um, the lyrics and content, um, like, like you said, Broken Heart Emoji, that was track three. So early on in the album, was a bit more harsh in regards to the stuff that I was saying, um, in regards to like, being kind of um, a bit destructive in, in maybe the, my way of thinking in regards to, say, like, I don't know, companionships, um, having that sense of trust, um, coming towards, as the album progresses, like from track four, Spellbounding onwards, that was kind of the turning point where we're still getting these same sounds like this Afro Garage, whatever it is. This fusion of different music, dance music, but the the song titles and the verses and the lyrics um, are getting a bit more light-hearted in regards to perfect. The perfect example: "Broken Heart Emoji" was track three. That was a Garage song. Um, the outro or the last song, "Blinded," with the the main premise of that is being blinded by love. So it's like a big kind of um, contrast. So it's like by the the time the album comes to the the last track, Blinded, a resolution is kind of found. So that's why in that sense of it's me reflecting where I'm at personally um, due to just like life events, um, like personal situations and conflicts that's happened in the past 12 months. And I like to reflect that into the music. So say, I don't know, next summer when I drop an album, Whatever happened, whatever's happened in my life from now until when I finish recording that album, whether it's, I don't know, April or May, for example, then you're going to hear that in the music. Um, of course, if it's over, like, dance music, then you're not going to hear, like, 64 bars of, like, intricate storytelling, which I can do on separate stuff, separate songs and separate projects. But when it's dance stuff, you've got to keep it quite subtle and, and surface level as well <clears throat> at the same time. So. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that there was like a message and kind of like a little story narrative behind it as well and I'm I'm glad that you picked up on that as well man.
0: Yeah and I think it takes a certain level of skill to actually be able to do that like say you've got to keep it light you've got to keep it surface level so to do that but then also be able to get across the fact that yes this is dance music it makes you want to get up and dance but then also if you look into the lyrics a bit deeper, it is telling an emotional story sort of thing. And to be able to do that is a talent in itself. So yeah, props to you for that. Most definitely. Obviously, Natanava, which I think I saw on one of your Instagram posts is a Sinhalese word, Sinhalese word. So is that, do you mind me asking what your heritage is?
2: Yeah, no, of course. So um, I'm half Sri Lankan, half uh, Greek Cypriot. <coughs> okay. So um, on, my, on my dad's side, I'm actually a Tamil which is obviously the different um, natives in Sri Lanka mm-hmm. um in the past like I mean I've been I've integrated a bit of Tamil speaking on um a drill song called Hat Williams speech and taxi when I dropped last year um however I'm not like I have to admit I'm not like really fluent in in these other languages so if I could do a little bit of research and a bit of like help from family and integrate that in music some way then that's i'm getting there i'm getting there but with not another it's actually these word um which translates to the word dance um that's simple as that i want to make it very just like bold one word integrate my my kind of background and and culture into it as well which is a nice touch and yeah that was the that was the reason behind it yeah yeah no
0: because i figured like because obviously i'd seen you being getting like plays in like and jeevan's show on bbc asian network and i was no, like bro. okay well yeah shout out to both of them but like i figured like okay if you're gonna play on that you must be like somewhere in like um, southern india that kind of area sort of thing um but yeah i mean you you kind of answered what i was gonna um ask anyway but um i was just
2: my bad sorry. no no it's fine but
0: like so (laughs) what why did you what why now i think is what i was gonna say so like Obviously, like you say, you've touched a bit on your um, culture in the past, like here and there and a few songs. But correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first project where it's actually called... It's actually got a non-English title as a project sort of thing. So um, what was the reason for... Besides just wanting that one word, that one bold statement, what was the reason for thinking, now is the time that I want to actually... Because I think when you, when you do that as well, you're fully putting it on the table like, this is part of who I am sort of
2: thing as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no of course and even sometimes it can be a bit risky as well I mean like it would have been easy to do like put like a an English title for, for for like for instance I mean like when sending out music to like I don't know to playlist or radio or something like sometimes it might I don't know it could it could turn people off um, but when kind of starting music like my, my career like uh, I dropped my debut album two years ago I always said to myself that i want to kind of integrate as much as as much of me as i can as possible um especially like uh, culture and heritage wise um sometimes it gets a bit um i could overthink certain things because i want to like include so much stuff but it's like okay i need to like kind of do it in like a more of a calculated and focused way like i can't if i if i've just started making music and i'm i'm a London artist, I can't like put like, I don't know, like Greek music all over my album or Sinhalese music or Tamil music all over my album because it's going to like confuse people and confuse the brand. So I feel like now is a good time because I've kind of established myself a bit more. Um, I'm kind of finding my sound more um, in regards to the dance, especially at the garage, like I said, Um, and the, the Glorious brand is a bit more solidified than it was maybe like two years ago, for example. I'm getting recognition from from you guys, from other radio stations, from other companies, and, and live shows as well. So it's like, okay, cool. Now, Glorious is kind of arrived. Now I can slowly like give a bit more of myself and my culture. I mean, um, debut album Divine. I started off the album with Greek music, which was actually my nan's music on my mum's side because she used to sing as well. So that was like a small little a little. Um, um, bit of bit of it there and then as I've as come along it's just slowly that like, little little things that I like to do just to increase just to kind of like increase it and kind of like increase that like exposure on on the culture that I'm from and, and my background but um, now like I said now that I've arrived and people kind of know like the brand and stuff like that I could kind of just slowly like integrate it more into and just give give people a piece of me as well
0: Yes, that's really nice as well. It doesn't sound like any of it is like forced, you know what I mean? Like I think there can be pressure, particularly for artists that aren't um, definitively British or English to the, the not the not British or English part is sort of It can sort of be seen as something that kind of makes you stand out, which is great but then also it kind of it's tempting to sort of lean into that and let that completely define you, which sometimes lets, leads to people kind of pushing on it a bit too hard, almost, and it almost feels like it's being forced. But what you've described sounds very much like when it feels right, just dipping into different bits, especially with someone like such like a mix of heritage that you've got as well. Now that sounds really good. Exactly
2: right. Exactly. Sometimes it's, it's a bit more difficult when it's such like a a mixed heritage. Um, to try like integrate like different things and it, like causing confusion for listeners and stuff like that as well so definitely i agree with what you're saying just like slowly kind of like do it in a way that it's not forced and and that it's just natural and organic really yeah
0: obviously um, Natanave is your focus right now it's your album which was released when this comes out it will it be last week um but uh, besides nothing of what have you got planned for the rest of 2022 and beyond?
2: I'm gonna probably slow it down a little bit, music-wise, in regards to the release of music. Um, previous years, I've dropped like two projects per year. Um, 2020, I dropped Divine, and then followed up with Energy. Um, 2021, I dropped a project, um, Here's a playlist for you, and I dropped the Garage album, The Essence, two months later. This year, I started off with a, a joint R and project with um, Lex Stokes from from um, from United States. Like shout out to Lex, and I dropped like my first kind of solo project of the year. Obviously, last week not another. Um, for me now, rest of the year is just literally just focused on on, on pushing this album, and, um, pushing it out there, making sure that people are like kind of like really taking it in and. I'm recognising the, the the work that I'm putting on it. Um, of course, live shows. Um, I'm going to try to get into more more shows and kind of just like showcasing it, obviously, in one way through through putting it out is one way, but then showcasing it like doing live formats as well is, is like bringing it to life even more. So um, right now, the rest of the year is really just focused on album
0: rounding things off do you mind just telling us um where's best to find you on socials
2: uh, yeah of course so it's um glorious underscore on pretty much all socials So that's spelled T L O R Y U W S underscore instagram uh twitter tiktok's just glorious um yeah you can find me on there spotify is glorious um yeah that's pretty much it man sweet thanks so much for taking time to speak to me i appreciate the support thank you
0: Coming to the end of today's episode, thank you so much to everyone that has tuned in. This has been Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gerns. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mango Masala Radio for more fun content coming your way very soon. We were out on the curry mile last night speaking to some people, so make sure you stay tuned for that.